welcome to a very special episode 21 of the Dinner Sisters podcast. We're two sisters with a very special guest taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector. I'm always thinking about my next meal. This episode, I'm especially thinking about one of my new favorite cookbooks. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I'm living, working, and raising a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. And Kate is right. This is a special episode, and we're doing our first cookbook review. So fun. So, yeah, it is so fun. I'm excited about this. And I want to introduce my friend, an avid cookbook reader, mm. Tara, who <laughs> is here with us. Tara can introduce herself, and she's going to tell us a little bit about who she is, who she's cooking for, and her sort of story of the of the kitchen, how she grew up cooking, and how that brought her to where she is now. First of all, thank you guys for letting me talk on your podcast. I, I love talking about cookbooks and recipes and food. And I, like Betsy, I live in Atlanta and uh, work in Atlanta, and I have three hungry little boys at home. I am always trying to figure out what I can feed my three growing boys and, mm-hmm. my, of course, my husband. But um, as far as... <laughs> he can fend for himself. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> but as far as my interest in food, it started pretty young. I grew up in the Midwest, and that meant that you could pretty much put anything in the ground and it would grow. And I spent my time learning how to garden and learning how to preserve and can which I think was the beginning of my interest in food and good tasting food. And I honestly thought most people had that kind of life. I grew up in a very rural part of the U.S. We, you know, we didn't get out too much. So I, I thought most people had gardens and I was surprised to find out that not a lot of people had gardens. My grandmother, both of my grandmothers are very big cooks. And in fact, there's been family cookbooks written about both of them. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, so I have this really neat collection of recipes from both of my grandmothers. And growing up, if you were quiet enough, you could sit with the adults and (laughs) you could help them. And you you got to hear all the latest gossip. Right. That's like the best part. Yes, yes. So I love to be in the kitchen. And that kind of started my journey. And then when I got into college, I really started to read cookbooks and study techniques and try out some things on my own, no matter where I lived. Um, Even if it was a tiny studio, I always figured out a way to make food taste really good. Well, welcome, Tara. We're so excited to have you. (laughs) I know. And we should say, Tara, you are a photographer. Yeah. Yes. And and I was going to also say that um, one of the reasons why I was attracted to this cookbook is because of the photography in this cookbook. I'm a big fan of the Gentle and Hires. I believe that's how you say their name. Um, and they oh, okay. did all the photography in this cookbook. Oh. So, well, let's just let's just get this episode started. Yeah, let's jump in. Yeah. Okay. So, like always, you know, we want to learn how to cook a little better and learn a bit about food, and also figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And I think this cookbook hits all of those. Here's how it works for this special cookbook episode. We decided that we were just so in love with this cookbook that we would cook from it, share the recipes we cooked, and then let you know what we think. And I will say, like. 
Apologies. The recipes that we talk about today aren't available online. We just really love them from the book and we want to share them with you. But if you'd like to get a feel for her style, Julia Churchin, her turkey and ricotta meatballs were featured in one of our favorite blogs, Cup of Joe. So I'll make sure that we have a link to that recipe as well as where to find the book on our website, which the website, by the way, is www.dinnersisters.com. And you can also get them that sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter if you'd like to preview the recipes before listening. So the cookbook this week for our very first special episode is Small Victories by Julia Tertian. Tara Kay and I had a big group email going about the recipes from this book. I chose the Korean clam bake. Tara cooked the homemade mirguez with herby yogurt and Kate made the kimchi toast and creamed corn with kanji. But then we kept cooking. So if you'd like <laughs> to know what else we cooked, you can check out the show notes. So why the heck this book? Why now? I think, you know, Julia Churchson's book has been on my list to read for a while. I love her style. She just revels in the homemade, is passionate about social justice and food as an avenue for that justice. I've been following her on Instagram for a while, but actually because of her wife, Grace Bonney, who is the founder of the design website or blog Design Sponge. And so I kind of find out about Julia through Grace Bonney's you know, the whole social media internet thing. And when she released Small Victories a couple years ago, I actually can't believe that I've waited this long to read it. So Betsy and Tara, you two really spurred me on to dig into it. So I actually learned about her uh, from Gwyneth Paltrow, which is a little embarrassing. Maybe not. I know a lot of people have an issue with with GP. But (laughs) her, her cookbook... Well, I think My Father's Daughter, that's what it's called. Julia does a lot of the food writing or the recipe editing, tasting, whatever you want to call that, for that cookbook. And that was the first time I saw her. And I was fascinated with who this person was. And then I saw that she's connected to Ina Garden, who was an... I love Ina. I love Ina. I have about, I have six of her cookbooks. I could go on about Ina, which is another person that sometimes annoys people, but I find her delightful. I find that Um, offensive, frankly. (laughs) And Ina and I don't know it, but could possibly be best friends. It's fine. It's not soccer at all. (laughs) Well, even, even my husband makes comments about Jeffrey because, um, I I feel like I talk to, uh, talk about her recipes often enough in her show. So, and then I ran into Julia again while listening to Radio Cherry Bomb. Oh um, yeah, yeah. That's so a great I listened. Yes. Yeah, so I listened to the first two seasons, and she was the host. And I loved her interviews that she did. So anyway, that was my exposure to her. And then I heard she had this cookbook coming out. So I was very excited. Got it from the library and just like poured into it. So when Betsy asked me. Uh, what is one of your favorite cookbooks? I was like, hands down, this is this is definitely up there. So, oh, fun! Yeah, I'm excited about it. So let's let's get this started. I can mm-hmm. dive in with my Korean clam bake. How does that sound? Great. All right. So this is listed in the back of the book as the most fun thing to make in the book. Oh, awesome! Which <laughs> I loved as a recipe suggestion. You know, because a lot of times it's like. Are you making a Fourth of July barbecue? Would you like to cook a Christmas right. Eve dinner? You know what I mean? They're always kind of like it's always yeah. the same five holidays that you get suggestions for or date night or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so I was very happy to see something like, do you just want to have a lot of fun? And I You're like, thought, yes, yes, I do. Yeah, exactly. And so um, it was true. It was really fun and really easy. So you basically just layer in corn 
potatoes, the kimchi, and then your clam shrimp mussels, pour in a beer, and you let it steam in there, basically. Mm -hmm. And when it's done, you dump it all into a rim sheet pan lined with foil and serve it with this delicious kimchi butter sauce. And we actually made this one of the first days of summer after school let out. And I just can't tell you how much fun we had making and eating the clam bake. It just felt like a fun summer celebration. Everyone was in the kitchen kind of husking the corn and breaking it up and putting the seafood in. And we had music playing. It was just really, really fun. It was just a delight. Yeah. I mean, you sent me pictures of your kids. First of all, they are such like seafood munchers they just will like eat any seafood you put in front of them so this is obviously one of their faves and they did they look like they're having a great time i think this is just such a great idea for like a dinner party too in Mm -hmm. that interactive kind of way yeah so i just think this is a great idea that's what what kind of seafood did you use for this recipe that's kind of an interesting thing because we thought we i got shrimp and then i got clams and mussels i believe were the recommended but we did say you could really use different kinds of seafood. And I think the mm-hmm. clams that I got specifically just didn't add very much to it. The mussels were yeah. much meatier and the clams okay. didn't – for the amount of space they took in the pot, mm-hmm. it was like huge volume of space for a little, little bit of clam, which doesn't really fill people up. And then you pay for the clam shell, you know, so. Yeah. I think it, clams, you got to like watch what you're buying. Like if you get the cherry stone or the little necks, they're like – bigger clams of smaller shells but i think that's also like an east coast thing right people do a lot of clams out here i'm not a super fan of them but yeah it might also depend upon the clam you get you're right it's like a lot of shell and a little reward well what what i liked about the the recipe that you chose betsy is and this she does this throughout the cookbook she shows you like this is the like an idea but you can go from here try Mm. different different types of seafood or try Mm -hmm. a different seasoning with the butter or you know like so I I definitely want to try this because like your family my kids are big seafood eaters as well and obviously my husband being a fish scientist we we have to have oh my gosh um perfect we, we, we have to have um some kind of seafood fairly often so I definitely want to try this this is kind of a I always look at this like type of recipe and I get nervous, but hearing that you've done it has given me <laughs> some encouragement that I, that I can get, try it out. Yeah, I would say anyone can do this. This is a <laughs> put your stuff in a pot, pour a beer in, and put the cover on, <laughs> and let I mean, it steam. That's just a good <laughs> metric for like a good yeah. family meal. She does not pull up, put up with BS. We'll just say that. I think right. it's I think it's just the different kind of different types of seafood all cooking at the same time. Is, yes, is what so makes she me does nervous, she does give you some guidance in there. Like you go in like once and pull out some of the early steamed things, the things that look you know the the shrimp that yeah. have already turned the bright pink and the clam the mussels that mm. have already opened, and then you kind of put it back on and do it for another right. ten minutes and dump everything out. So there's that small little thing. Still not okay. very complicated. I would recommend this to anyone, really. So what's okay. your rating? Five out of five forks. Loved this. Ooh, nice. Yes. All right, Tara, what did you make? So I made the lamb, uh, the homemade merguez with herb mm-hmm. yogurt. <laughs> I, I just want to call it minty yogurt because I use predominantly mint because that's what we have in our garden right now is mint and dill. I picked this one because... 
my husband and I have been to Morocco. Love, love the food there. Oh, so jealous. And in North Africa, I love that type of cuisine. So, and I also want to get my kids into lamb. I'm the only one who really enjoys lamb in our family. And I feel like this recipe is a great gateway into lamb because nobody knew it was lamb. Everybody yeah. ate it and they all really liked it because I just said it was sausage. Um, <laughs> nice. And yeah. And they, they love yogurt. So the yogurt sauce went over well and I cooked it with roasted potatoes and a quick pickled cucumber salad, and it was delicious. It, it's Ooh, a great nice. thing on a summer, I think in a summer evening, it has some really nice citrusy and minty, you know, uplifting notes to it. But um, I was going to mention, I made the sauce, the patties two days beforehand. So it says oh. in the recipe that you can, I think, make it up to three days beforehand. And anytime I'm working with like ground meat or whatever, I'm always worried a kid is going to come into the kitchen and need something. And I've got raw meat on my hands. So I did this when I had some time and just put it in the fridge. And then the day of, I actually made the yogurt sauce. So it was very easy to do. Um, so I, I love really that enjoyed idea. it. Yes. So tell me a little bit more about what exactly a merguez is. Like, how well, did you make this? What, what <laughs> did it look inside? like? What are the ingredients? Uh, actually, I'm glad that you mentioned that because the – so this recipe, she says at the beginning that this is, it can maybe seem a little intimidating because there are spices that you heat up and then you can grind them. So I actually have oh. a spice grinder. You can mm -hmm. also just use it. Uh, she even says you can put it in a Ziploc bag and kind of bang it with like a heavy object, like mm, a, bag, okay. you know, a skillet. Or she said if that all is too much or intimidating and you don't want to buy a jar of cumin seed, yeah. You can just use ground cumin and just make sure you warm it up in the skillet with some olive oil. So huh. she she okay. gives you different levels of, I don't want to say intensity, but, you know, yeah, it's intensity. Yeah. different ways to approach this recipe. So I actually did the uh, toasting the seeds or to toasting the spices, and then I had a spice grinder and I did that. Um, so that maybe is a little intimidating, but you just do, let's see, you do the spices you have harissa paste, which you don't have to use, but if you have it, it does add a nice dimension. I love harissa. And that's pretty much it. So it's just a combination of like garlic and spices and this harissa paste um, with the lamb. And once it sits for a couple hours or a couple days, then it takes on a lot of that, you know, the, the taste of the spice. So I will say lamb is expensive, which is disappointing. So, <laughs> so I, I would, I would make lamb more often if I could, but it is an expensive thing. So she does mention in the back of the recipe, you can do like, you can use this kind of base recipe to make like pork sausage. And oh, yeah. she has a great recipe for like a Vietnamese take on this Ooh. recipe with like oh, okay. a green curry and you add like a peanut peanut butter with coconut milk sauce it sounds fantastic um, so did you buy ground lamb then or did I you did. grind your own mm -hmm. okay no 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 i'm not i'm not like that <laughs> well i don't know you were talking about the spice grinder so i just wanted to <laughs> no, I take just a step come back across, i come across so many recipes uh that require you to grind your spices and i'm just not good with like a mortar and pestle I hope I'm saying that right. So I'm just not very good at that. So I just decided to spend the $10 and get like a coffee grinder and I have yeah. spices labeled on it. So you don't get that confused. That's so a good, that's um, a good idea. That's a good yeah. one. 
I just think this is, sounds so good. James loves lamb, so this is like definitely going on my list. And lamb is something, too, that you just kind of – if you have this recipe in your back pocket, lamb prices go up and down seasonally, I find. So mm-hmm. if you get a good price on ground lamb, like that, just like go ahead and do it. Betsy, I know sometimes yogurt sauces are iffy. Would this work mm-hmm. with your family, do you think? Well, I don't know. It sounds good, and it sounds like it is fun to make things that are a little bit different. And I like your idea and your perspective of introducing your kids to different – cuisines through their and different cultures through their food which i love Mm -hmm. so i love that you picked this recipe what is your rating yeah oh um definitely five out of five (laughs) yes we're we're cooking with we're cooking with fire here (laughs) all right kate last recipe what do you have for us right okay so first of all i made the kimchi toast which Mm -hmm. i will just like add as a side was kimchi avocado on toast so good Mm -hmm. do it that's all i'm gonna say about that delicious um all right. but the big rest the rest main recipe that i did was based on actually james's two of his favorite foods one is corn just generally he loves corn and um and rice or kangi or kanji i'm not sure if it's a hard or soft g so the creamed corn was actually the base recipe and this is kind of a cool setup of her book and tara you talked about this a little bit is that she's got these like base recipes and then these like variations like would you like to do um, cream corn? Cool. Here's four or five things to do with it. So, you know, there's a lot of recipes in the book, but then there's all these other variations in there, which I think are so fun. In any case, the cream corn, really basic. You just take corn off the cob, you scrape the cob for the kind of the juice, the starchy juice. You heat that up with some dairy and you're all set. So cream corn, not that difficult. It was nice to have a recipe. I'm usually kind of looking for one seasonally. I would have maybe served it with a side of grilled chicken or something. But then I saw her variation and I was like, oh. So this one has you mix it up with kangi, which I don't know if you guys know or maybe our listeners know. Have you made or do you know what kangi is? Have you experienced this yet? Well, I, I experienced it for the first time on a, on a, <laughs> on a flight to oh. Thailand. Yeah. So exotic. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, me too, Tara. They, yes. they, they, they had come did. around and they had served. I was flying on Cathay Pacific and they had served this for like a kanji for breakfast. It is a breakfast food usually. Yeah. And, and I had no clue what it was. And the person next to me had to explain what it was. <laughs> and then it was delicious because it reminds me of like a like a almost like a like a chicken and rice mm-hmm. kind of you know, variation, but it's like porridge. And Betsy, I tell you about this all the time. You do. And I haven't made it yet, but now I will. I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll revisit this. We'll re- we'll we should do an episode where it's like, has Betsy made any of the things that she said on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> that she will like make? Kongi. <laughs> Maybe. Right. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So, all right. so it's Tell simple, though. This is what I t- tell you to make this all the time is because it's super yeah. simple. You just cook rice in more water than necessary for making, like, regular rice until it's super sauced. It blows out, and then it becomes really soft, porridgey, just like you're saying, Tara. You spot mm-hmm. on, right? This chickeny porridgey thing. So it's this comforting, savory rice porridge. Um, I made the kangi in the Instant Pot with chicken at the same mm-hmm. time because – Apparently, chicken parts and kangi have the same cooking time, so you can just do it at the same time. And then I shredded up the chicken put, and then put it on top of the kangi and cream corn mix. Put a little soy sauce on top. Yeah. This is, like, comfort food extraordinaire. Mm. Wow. James is, like, a little – like, he really loved it. 
and I think ate all of it. And, you know, I would have never had a thought that combo before the Kirk Cookbook, and I would give it a five out of five. Would 100% make it again. We all clearly loved this cookbook. Yeah, uh, this is a cookbook I'm going to keep handy on my shelf. And to be honest, when we went into this small victories, I was like, okay, I like her stuff, but it might be fun to cook from. And, you know, it might be great. But I was like, wow, this this is just jammed packed full of gems, like solid recipes that I think make dinner really easy for your family. I would recommend this to anyone from someone, you know, like like our guest Tara, who's a really seasoned cook, to a rookie just getting started. And guys, I noticed on her website that she has another cookbook coming out called Mm -hmm. Now and Again, which Mm -hmm. is about using up leftovers in different ways, which sounds pretty awesome, too. Yeah. she, uh, the, the kimchi rice recipe in the cookbook, um, I don't know if you guys saw that. We actually made that for the opening Olympic Games. But it oh, uses the oh, leftover so rice. Themed. Yeah, le- leftover rice, and then you just mix it with the kimchi. And so I could totally see how this cookbook <laughs> yeah. is, is going to be amazing. Yeah, because she just has a way of being able to use up things in your pantry and they're everyday, a lot of them are everyday items. Not too many of them are too odd. Um, or they're available, right? I mean, you yes. may not always have kimchi in your fridge, but like most supermarkets now yeah. have some or, sort of kimchi. Or you, you could live where I live and there's a whole section of the grocery store devoted to kimchi because we That's have such a, a large <laughs> Korean population. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's so fun. Betsy, what did you think about the cookbook? I also really like the cookbook and... I would agree with you. And what we've said with this iterations, she'll kind of go through and say, hey, if maybe you don't love these flavors, try it like this or like Mm -hmm. this, which I appreciated. And I also loved her narrative in this cookbook, which was so friendly and helpful. Mm. I felt like most of it was kind of a, it's not that hard. Let's just do this. Yeah. You can do this. It'll be fun. And I really like that encouraging tone. It was just felt very friendly and encouraging the whole way through, which I really appreciated and just made me love it even more. And the food was turning out just great. And so we all just, I mean, Tara, I know you've cooked a ton from this and Kate and I just kept cooking mm-hmm. and cooking and cooking out of this book. <laughs> we did. I was like, I'm making this next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fun. And I know you said we're going to put, we are going to go through all of the other things that we made out of this book and we'll mm-hmm. put some some notes in the show notes so you can check out our favorite recipes there too or things that we've made additionally if you really want to dig in a little bit more. Um, and I was going to actually mention one other thing about the cookbook, not to nerd myself out too much, but I actually wrote her an email about this cookbook. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because <laughs> I just loved it so much. And yeah. I know that writing a cookbook is like, it's a difficult process. Um, mm-hmm. So I just decided to write her and tell her how much my kids loved it. And she generously wrote me back, um, which is ah! within like 24 hours. <laughs> I was so excited. That's super fun. <laughs> I know. It is one of those books, though, that you are reading it and you are just in your head saying, thank you for writing this cookbook. Yeah. Well, it this makes is it seem very accessible. So 
You can find the link to at least one of Julia Tertian's recipes at our website, www.dinnersisters.com, as well as a link to places to buy her cookbook if you'd like to do that online. Also, I think this is a staple in a lot of libraries. If you'd want to, you know, maybe check it Mm -hmm. out at your local library to see if you'd like it. I think you will. And then decide to buy it if you'd like. Great. So that's what's for dinner this week in this special episode. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. And thank you so much to our special guest, Tara. So fun to have you on. And, thank you, ladies. You know, maybe we'll get you at next, uh, Julia's next book.